Greetings. Hi. <laughs> Salutations. Welcome to the Big Plan Comics Podcast. This is episode 165. God, that's a lot. That's a lot. We're doing it. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can do this. Um, this is Nick's last episode. This, I'm Nick, by the way. Oh, hey, Nick. Uh, is this Jared? your last episode? Is that you, Jared? It's me, Jared. This is not my last episode. I'm here, too. I'm Kelly. Hi. Kelly's hey, Kelly. Quiet. Hey. Kelly is, is sick. I'm not. No, she's just quiet. I, uh, I keep yawning. <laughs> sleepy. She's sick with the, the sleepiness. She's sick with sleepy. Sleeping sickness. Um. So yeah, what have you guys been up to lately? Um, Anything interesting? I sent all my Christmas cards. Oh wow! Whoa! I wrote. Oh, I made all. Christmas cards. I need to give you one. to Remind me. Oh, cool. Well, I should. <laughs> like you forgot make to give her you. a present last time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I like this running theme of yeah. Every week, thinking of giving him. me nice things. I always I almost have something for you. Yeah. You so I. Um, I did the thing where I do every year where I buy I buy a lot of Christmas cards and I'm like this is more than I'm going to need. Right. But it's cool cuz I'll have some for next year right. and then I use all of them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or I do the same thing. I like I buy the exact amount of stamps and then I'm like, "Oh right, I also send things to like the UK and to Australia oh, right. and I have to use two stamps on that." And uh but yeah, so I got my dogs. I put them in ribbons, and I took like we did a photo session. Nice. And <laughs> there is a picture of them where they only sort of look like they want to kill me for doing this to them. <laughs> were, you, were you able to ink their paws to have them sign the cards? No, Aww. I do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'd be impressed. But yeah, so it. Uh, I feel like it turned out pretty cute. Nice. I got them all done in one night. So wow, that's even better. Yeah, uh, I went to an ugly sweater party. Um, it was cool. I had my uh, Drake Hotline Bling sweater. <laughs> it's so good. Is it? Does it have a turtleneck? Uh, no. It's oh, close. Well, then it's not a hotline. It's close. Sweater. It's got a almost <laughs> turtleneck. It's gotta have a turtleneck. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's got a picture of Drake dancing on the front. Oh, oh okay. So it's yeah. like an it actual is, it, hotline. Yes. Bling yeah. Sweater. And it's got it's a, a picture of itself. I don't know. That's pretty great. Um, but uh, the the sad part was only like like 35 40% of the people knew what it was and I was really? like where, where, where have you yeah. people been I haven't even <laughs> watched the, the entire video and I know like, exactly what planet what are you is. people from yeah um wow. but yeah it was a fun party I got a uh, pretty drunk so <laughs> that was good nice uh, I stayed up to like 6 in the morning not just at that party. I did other things, but I won't mention the other things. Uh, <laughs> Probably a good idea. I went out to other places and did other things. Did you see anybody get beaten with bats? Uh, no. This time around. <laughs> I like you had to think about it. Uh, <laughs> no, but two people did threaten to beat up this one guy. What? Man, yeah. you're I'll tell you about bat it Bat crowds. Yeah. Because it's more complicated than that. But anyway. <laughs> um, Dang, look at your life, man. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Craziness New Year's Day, man. You're going to have to look at some choices here. <laughs> it was fun. Um, <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, so... What have you been up to, Jared? Anything? Uh, I bought a tree for for the winter a solstice. Christmas tree? Oh, I'll just say winter solstice. I like tree. forgot about Christmas for a second. I, I know, like, right? What kind of tree? It's going up. <laughs> Are a you ficus? planting it in your yard? <laughs> I, I wish that'd be awesome. Uh, so I went to the the like place on the side of the highway, kind of place. Nice. You know, so it's super cheap, and I got one that's like three and a half feet tall because <laughs> it fit Aww, in my car i know it's adorable tree. but nice. like i just have it on the floor now i don't have it up on a table or anything so like i loom over it every time i go <laughs> past it i'm like well, it just doesn't feel right and then don't uh, you, have, you still have a kitten right how are they doing with the tree i haven't put stuff on it yet because i know it will get destroyed the cat was super excited it could not figure out what this was and so far has not climbed in it when i've been around it um but i think if like i hang a candy cane on it you know, any sort of toy hidden in that tree will cause a ruckus. Yeah, my cat but does so far, not care about Christmas oh, really? trees. Yeah, okay. he's like the weird freak cat. That <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm hoping will happen. Just be like, it's totally normal. Just have a tree once a year. Don't knock it over. That's that's my Christmas wish. <laughs> oh, the coolest thing happened. Yes. 
Uh, one of our subscribers at Vienna um, brought me like a tin of Christmas cookies, um, which was amazing. But one of the cookies was a Captain Marvel cookie. Oh, nice. really? And it's That's her not... in the. Oh my God! It's. The, <laughs> I have not eaten it. I may not eat it. Her, we need her, to see pictures of this. Her arm has fallen off. <laughs> Because oh, I kept taking it out of the tin to show it to people, <laughs> and her arm fell off. Oh. I'm so sorry, Margaret. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's sorry, Margaret. Sorry, Captain Marvel. Did well, you eat the arm? Embarrassing. I have not. No, <laughs> it's just in the tin. The rest of the cookies are delicious, so I'm sure go. she's delicious. She's gingerbread. Nice. But yeah, Ooh, no, nice. she's. She brought it in. She showed it to me. She was like, "Yeah, some my friend showed it to Kelly Sudakonik on on Twitter, and she retweeted <laughs> it. So this is a very famous That's cookie you have awesome. here." <laughs> But yeah, awesome. it's definitely like the best thing that has happened to me this Christmas. That's great. Captain Marvel cookie. <laughs> oh man, Christmas. <laughs> hey oh, moving on. <laughs> My head is in a different place right now. Oof. Oh, so I, was, I was still thinking about that party. Oh, um, man, apparently. Glad you survived it. I'll tell you about it later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, do. that's what we've been up to, mostly. The parts for, we can tell you about. Waiting for Star Wars, um, which we're almost there. Oh, yeah. So. We're, going to, we're all going to see Star Wars, yeah. right? We'll yeah. report back. When are you going? Uh, Friday night. I'm going Thursday. Midnight. Th- I don't know. Thursday night you. and Friday morning. <laughs> oh, man. Hardcore. I'm going to text you after we watch it. I'm going to punch you <laughs> <laughs> through my texting device. Uh, Just say punch, punch, punch. I can't believe Jar Jar was in it. Well, I hope Jar Jar's in it. <laughs> I'm gonna text you that whether he is or not. I just, <laughs> I, I just hope he shows up in the scrolls. Like after murdering Jar Jar, we yeah. now have episode seven. I'm so like, expect a text from me that says Jar Jar is crazy. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. You won't know if I'm lying because I, I already know. said I'm gonna do it. I know. Oh. All so right, it won't right, right. we'll make a difference. Uh, um, let's move on, folks. <laughs> yeah. So Star Wars. Uh, now let's do some news. Speaking of Star Wars, a new Star Trek trailer came out this week. <laughs> uh, Those are the same things. Seg- Segway. That's like the uh, worst internet joke of all time. So, uh, Star Trek Beyond trailer was released this week, uh, yeah. only because the German version got leaked. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. I saw. That's what I saw first. I saw it, and then like two minutes later, they released the regular one. I was like, oh, why did I watch that? Um, it was really good. I don't know. Like I don't know if it was good. I'm mad at myself for how excited I am by this trailer because the last movie was so bad. Somebody else described it as Fast and the Furious in space. Well, I mean, it is Justin Lin. That's so. true. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm holding myself back. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, all of our favorites are there. Bones is sassy as heck. Bones is sassy. Um, there's a really awesome looking alien girl who shows up and kicks a lot of butt, and I'm She's excited about that. She's the girl from Guardians of the Galaxy. No, that's a different thing. Oh, I'll get those <laughs> alien girls mixed up. <laughs> it's the... Yeah. Nebula. Yeah. Nebula. She does look a little bit nebula. Yeah. White instead of blue. But um, um, Some people are hair. very angry. A lot of things happen quickly. Some explosions. So I'm call oh, it the Enterprise Trek. gets destroyed. Quick and angry. Yeah. Enterprise Spoilers. got destroyed... Already, yeah, though, but right? that, I'm kind of like, how many times? Is right, that I'm like, happen? that's the point of the start. I don't know. Just we'll see. Put him on a spaceship, man. Come I on. felt it was a little too actiony, but yeah. we'll see. <laughs> too actually. Well, having seen almost all the Star Trek movies, that is a way better direction than previous movies. True. No, action. I mean, I feel like the new iteration of Star Trek yeah. movies is going An to action be actiony. Film. Yeah. So. Yeah, the last one was a little too actiony. Too. Yes, I agree. 
I want it to be better than the last one, and I want yes, Bones please. to be sassy, cool. and that's that's what I want I from know. Star Trek. We'll see. Oh, the fact that Idris Elba is in it will we'll probably. Oh, that's there. right. Oh yeah, he's, he's not, not in, the in the trailer. trailer but that's... we've heard. Or was he? No. Was he one of those aliens? That'd be terrible. I hope not. Don't cast Idris Elba and then cover just him in cover prosthetics. Him in like, Don't you do cover, that to make me. Make him like a blue alien. No. <laughs> just like green screen his face. That'd be awesome. No, um, they've already done that with Lupita in Star Wars. <laughs> right. Uh, do it with Idris. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened. Um, there was another trailer. New uh, Harry Potter related one. The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of that? It's okay. Yeah, I thought it was all right, too. The trailer... Like, yeah, mm. I mean, it's not. It wasn't much of a trailer. Is there a story in the book? Have you read the book? The book is like a, the book a is like a textbook, book, right? Or textbook? Yeah, because yeah. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him was one of right. Harry's textbooks, which I don't understand. Like what? So this is well, a new like, story like, about a, a like, pre-existing character. No, it's yeah. like if they take your chemistry one hundred and one book and make a movie. Yeah, it right. sounds awesome, right? Like we need. Well, more... right. If your chemistry one hundred and one book was written by the person who like went out into the wild and collected all of the elements. Right. So it's just I like still would not know. It's just like we need more Harry Potter money. <laughs> oh Let's yeah, make they, another movie. Yeah. People are, you um, know, some people are kind of bummed because the cast is very white, and a lot of people were that. hoping yeah. that because you know here's an How opportunity to yeah. inject some. For some reason, I thought it was about Harry diversity. Potter's parents, but I, uh, no, I don't know. That story's been told. They died. They died. <laughs> they died, Nick. It's about them dying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the entire movie is about. Uh, yeah, so that, that those, those were all the trailers. There's so many trailers the last couple weeks. It's that time of year. Um, yeah. yeah, uh, what other news we got? Black Panther, the comic book by uh, oh my god, I can never really say his name. Say uh, Tanahesi Coates, yes, and something like that. I hope you pronounce it right, but yeah, uh, the comic has actually got a release date, so it says April 2016. Coming soon. So I mean that that makes sense. That's like right around the time the Civil War movies come oh, out. Yeah. Right? That's right before um, Free Comic Book Day. Nice. So right. and he's gonna be I bet they'll have a he'll be in the free comic book day thing, whatever that so. is. It'll probably be a Civil War two thing. Oh yeah. Marvel announced Civil War two. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um yeah. By by Michael Bendis and uh oh man, who's drawing it? Uh, David Marquez, yeah. Oh really? Brian Michael Bendis mm-hmm. and David Marquez doing Civil War two. That got announced this week. How do you guys feel about that? I feel like they're coming up with hot, new, fresh ideas yeah, right. at the um, House of Ideas. Yeah. We'll see. Apparently, it's going to have a very divisive thing in it, so we'll see. I um, mean, isn't Civil War by its nature divisive? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like something Ayo. that the readers will <laughs> take. It, it said They said that this time the readers will kind of be forced to take a side because it'll be very different. Oh, well, I don't like that. I'm against it. We'll see. (laughs) I don't like it when my favorites fight each other. I hate this whole thing. Well, it's going to come out, you know, when the Civil War movie comes out, obviously. Yeah, I hate that movie already. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so good. Um, It's going to be the best one. Um, What else we have? Uh, So Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Um, as you might know as the Human Torch. Or Indeed. probably not because nobody saw that movie. Or Apollo Creed. Yeah, Apollo Creed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's in Creed. I still haven't seen that. I really want to see it. I heard it's great. great. Yeah. yeah. Did you see it? Uh, no. Oh, man. I want well, to. I none of us seen it. Oh, we're, we're failing. Um, yeah, he's co-writing a spy series uh, huh. from Dark Horse called North with uh, Nathan Edmondson. That's that cool. interesting. Wow. Yeah. Don't, don't like Nathan Edmondson? Do like Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> it's like peanut butter and uh, pickles. Cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um but yeah, that's all the news we got. Um now we have some questions. All right. 
First up, we got uh, two questions from uh, in our series of <laughs> Zvi questions. Yes, thanks Thank again you. for so many questions. The first question is, can you talk about what inking is and what it does for a book? Uh, this is the one part of the look of a comic that I still don't understand. Why it's considered a separate skill from drawing and why it matters. Oh, man. I may have watched the tracing exchange and chasing Amy too many times as a young person. Uh, yeah. All right. So, well, first, inking is um, a very old tradition that is not necessarily done as much these days. But a lot of people ink their own stuff. Well, mm-hmm. some people don't ink at all. Right. So, That's back you. when comics were first published in the 30s and 40s, it was a very primitive printing process. And so, someone would draw it, usually with a pencil. And then to get a dark enough color to print it, they yeah. would have to go over that pencil with a some sort of ink. And so that is why it's called inking. Um, and usually to make the comics come out faster, they would have one person penciling and one person then grabbing each page and inking over it to have a print-ready version. With right. modern stuff, uh, you can make copies that are good enough from pencils. So we've seen a lot of really cool right. just straight penciled comics. Or also, a lot of people work digitally, and so it's not even a necessary That's the other thing, step. yes. So that there is no pencils or inks involved anymore. It's just drawing on a computer of some sort. You know, I would say the best way to see an example of that is find like a comic that's drawn like some recent DC books have had comics that are drawn by one person, but inked by like five different people. Right. You can see there's like a real difference to how everybody inks. Um, It's almost like some of them either improve your art or make it worse. So it depends on, you know, who's inking it. Yeah. The big thing about Um, the ink is that often you're using, well, not often, but I guess, yeah, I guess pretty often. You use different They're using sometimes a brush um, or a flexible pen, a, a nib pen, which or will a marker, yeah, yeah, yeah. But unlike kind of the the, I guess you can do it with a pencil, but often the thickness of the line will vary depending on what you're using and how you're using it. Right. So even if you have a straight line with a pencil, you can then take a inking device and make it thinner or wider or go between the two in a certain area. And a lot of it is also is like, then what do you do? Do you put shading in? Do you like sometimes the inkers add stuff too? Or they ignore stuff. I know like when Jack Kirby, like Jack Kirby has, you know, would do a million pages in pencil super, super fast. And so they just had a bunch of different people who would ink over him. But they'd have like detail. He'd have detailed backgrounds and right. stuff. And they would ignore it. There'd be a crowd scene and they'd draw two faces and just do like circles for the rest just because <laughs> right. they couldn't keep up with him and they had to do it really fast. So Kirby, because he's such a master, a lot of people kept the pencils. And so there's a lot of like kind of scholarly things. We can look and see all the differences on it. Right. People have like their favorite Kirby inker because mm. they'll feel like this guy was closer to Kirby's style. But then there's also people who made his style more, you know, commercial or more palatable or better. Right. So, you know, it's like they bring different things to it. So I would if you're interested in it, I would encourage you to go, just go to YouTube and look up inking videos. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. like um, Coleman Engel, who's a great artist and yeah. who's a friend of ours. He will post like videos of him yeah, inking, inking and he's a fantastic inker right. yeah um his lines are really really beautiful so i would just look it up and just sort of see how different people do different things right. like in the traditional inking style whether they do it with a pen or with a brush and just kind of gives you an idea um it's also sort of it's like a mesmerizing thing to watch yeah, I find. <laughs> it is. and a lot of ways like it also depends on the pencils especially so it's if penciling and inkling are done by different people it's very different than if someone pencils and inks their own stuff yeah, for me, like I, I draw sometimes, and when I pencil, I found I find inking much more satisfying than yeah. when I'm actually drawing, because mm-hmm. um, you're kind of like it's almost like you drew something and now you're making it better, right? Um, just by like 
you know, I don't know. Whenever but I'm can, making, I'm like, oh, this looks so much better now. But conversely, there's a sort of thing where if you're an artist and you're penciling and you're like, some guy's going to come in here with his fat marker and right. screw up my <laughs> art. Right. Then some people do super, super detailed pencils where they're putting in as much detail as possible. Right. But like if you're like Nick and you're doing it yourself, you could literally, some artist will just draw a circle for a face and just be like, right. I know how to do Instead this. Of, I'm just going to draw right. the face I've always yeah. drawn on this character. Instead of I, like... Like thinking of it as tracing, it's almost like redrawing it. Yeah, um, like, it's like finalizing it. Like, what do you want this yeah. to look? You're like? You're almost like completely redrawing it, but like based on what exists there on the page already. I don't know. It's yeah. hard to explain. But. So there's also a weird new skill of layouts, right. which is sometimes someone will just come in and draw like this person's running across this room, and there's going to be a wall behind him. So I'm going to draw circles and lines and right. bricks. People will do that too. And so that is That's somehow a, a, <laughs> a beginning step for a more famous person to do the pencils on. Or yeah, it's such a, a weird way of doing it. But. So hopefully we answered your question. Uh, the second question from V is, I would like to better keep an eye out for books coming out from diverse creators because diversity is important and more, wait, and more than just the character level. What are your favorite resources for hearing about that sort of thing? Dare did. I came up with did a some few. research and got some some I, answers. I think the main thing though is like Tumblr, yeah, uh, the huge. internet, the internet. <laughs> uh, there's a um, uh, there's a great Tumblr called Superheroes in Color, and or Superheroes of Color. Uh-huh. It's one or the other. Um, but and they so and they are really good about. I mean, some of it is just like here's a great panel of Luke Cage being awesome, but right. it's also really good about bringing attention to like the creator side of it yeah. as well. And I mean, I run the store Tumblr and I try to like push that kind of stuff too um just in terms of breathing new life and new blood into this old industry of ours um another really good thing that started up this just year by this uh comic artist uh, mari naomi it's called cartoonist of color she started a database uh, on her website so it's m-a-r-a-n-a-o-m-i mari naomi.com slash poc um slash cocindex.html. We'll put this on the website. But basically, she's just putting up every creator who is not a white dude, basically. So if you are a cartoonist or you know someone who does not fit into that category, you should tell them to go. And they might already have a thing on there because this is anyone can submit a uh, cartoonist on there. But I think it's over five or 600 people right now. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's great, but it's also not super useful because it's sort of just a bare bones database. Right. But if you're right. interested but in like... Right there, it'd be like, here's a person's name. Um, right, yeah. But the main way we find people is often you look for anthologies that are themed anthologies, which is the most common way of doing it. Uh, so several we've reviewed on here. Uh, we just reviewed the Chainmail Bikini an Anthology of Women Gamers. So that's all stories, or almost all stories by women about games. Uh, there's also a new one that just came out called Beyond the Queer Sci-Fi and Fantasy Anthology. And then there's the Dirty Diamonds Anthology, which is also all by women. Um, Smut Peddler is another good one for Smut that. Smut Peddler is another great one. So often, like, uh, oh, another great place is Kickstarter because uh, most of these diverse creators are not getting work through the big companies still. And Kickstarter is a really good place for that. So if you go on Kickstarter and there's a big project on there, it's usually something like this. So, Sweet. So hopefully that answers that. Yeah, I mean, we've got some, like, good stuff. Like, you know, Patsy Walker Hellcat is is drawn by Brittany Williams, who is a woman of color. And we've got, um, there was a Shaft, the Shaft comic right. that last year. So, I mean, it's not huge. Yeah, and the Black Panther. Yeah, comic Black Panther is coming out. I mean, it's something that I definitely try to keep. And we have, like, Totally for. Awesome Hulk, which is yep. um, all yeah. Korean. All Korean. So, some, um, some baby steps in the big guys, but mainly it's the small people who are doing stuff. So, yeah. I, I'd say pay attention to small creators and small publishers. All right. Um, that's all the questions we have this week. Um, now it's time for our reviews. 
We love comics, they're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. First up today, we have Flesh and Bone by the name that I cannot pronounce. Uh, Julia Grofer, I think. Grofer? It's hard to pronounce. It's got a numlot. So, yeah. Jared, why don't you tell us what Flesh and Bone is about? Uh, so this is uh, published by Sparkplug, which is a very cool, small little publisher. We just got a bunch of their comics. Um, I believe they're out of Portland. Uh, this is actually an older one. Uh, Julia did this in 2010, but we just got it, and it's amazing. Um, it's basically a witch uh, horror story where a, a young man whose uh, lover has died goes to a witch because he wants to be with her again and yet is terrified that if he just kills himself to be with her in the afterlife, that they will not end up together and that he'll be sent to hell for committing suicide. And so he goes to a witch, which is always a terrible, terrible idea. I love um, that it's like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Like, yes. It's that <laughs> level of terrible yeah. witch. <laughs> yeah. Like, just to throw it in, there's definitely some kids wander by her little cottage at one point. Um, Things get really weird and really gross. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a dark, twisted book. Um, but I really liked. There's oh, scenes where the witch is kind of on her own, like doing scrying or like talking to a demon that she's trying to get power from or whatever. You know, where they're having conversations about whether love's an addictive delusion <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this is like one of those super dark fables that are really, really creepy. It's like, you know, this true Hansel and Gretel grim fairy tales that, you know, are not for children. This is definitely a mature reader's this book. This one's definitely not for children. <laughs> um, I like I like her stuff. And yeah. the, one of the things that I like about her, the, the way she does sort of grim darkness, and I mean, her previous book, or I guess More later modern book, book yeah. um, Black is the Color, which is like a mermaid sort of horror, horror fantasy thing. thing, yeah. Um, the re- the stuff I like about it is that she presented it. She presents it in a way that is very matter of fact. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it's terrible, but this is the way the world is, right. and I'm just showing you. Right. Um. So I don't know. It just sort of makes it, and she doesn't linger on it. Like it doesn't feel like you know, like there is some masturbation that happens happens in this, and it's not it's not like pornographic. It's just like oh, this is happening. Yeah. Right? And it happens, and it happens, and you move on, and that's just it's like a step in the story. And just, I don't know, she has a very deft way of doing things like that. And the way she panels her pages um, when yeah, her doing that kind so of stuff. Good it's so, so good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a very amazing, simple, like, traditional, like, six-panel layout. There's yeah, no, which works no, like, really well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love this. It's very good. It's, it's very amazing. Creepy. It's really, really good. If you like horror stuff, definitely. I feel like it. Black is a Color might be out of print. It oh, is. Man. It's very oh, out of print. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. But anyway. And I don't think they're um, going to do a new printing. It's killing me. But this is still available. Um, so you can order it from Spark Plug or any of our stores. And basically, anytime you see uh, Julia's work, just get it. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, Highest recommendation. Jump Hopefully, on it. she'll email us and tell us the correct, correct pronunciation of her name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that was Flesh and Bone. Uh, next up, we have Judge Dread Number One by Ulysses Fairness, Eric Fritas, and Dan McDade. Okay, so this is a new ongoing Judge Dread series, um, and it's not a Judge Dread series that you've read before. This is a sort of like if Judge Dread were in a Mad Max esque <laughs> right. post apocalyptic world. Um, he gets zapped forward in time in some way. Maybe. Or something. He just wakes <laughs> up and he's in somewhere yeah. else. Well, it's that... definitely, yeah, it's 
far, far future. Yeah. So because he still has access to like his map and his map is telling him that he should be like, you know, definitely still in Mega City. Right. And, and he's finding remnants of old Mega City technology. Yeah, and exactly. Stuff. And he's dealing with these like bizarre children who are are all possibly you can see like sort of feral the remnants of the weird, you know, you know, mega city society that yeah. these people could have come from. And so there's it's I mean, this is very weird, but it's really funny. I love the way that the kids interact with him. Like they never call him Judge Dredd. They call him uh, Judge Dad. They call him Judge Dad a few <laughs> times, which is definitely the best. They also call him Just Dress, just yeah. dress. which is pretty fantastic. Um, it's just I don't know. I love. The, I mean, I just I love a, a good Judge Dredd comic where he's just like a fish out of water, and this is like as far yeah. in that direction as you can I go. I mean, this is a lot like um, Ulysses' last book, which was the uh, Mega City Two. Mega City Two, right? One, yeah, which is like just equally funny and crazy, and it's it's Dredd in a crazy situation outside of his uh, comfort zone, which is is pretty fun. And the art's really good. Yeah, it it's not really by good. Ulysses, but it is by Dan McDade, who's also awesome. Uh, and Ulysses is the covers, which are also amazing. Yeah, so I don't know if this is necessarily a great Judge Dredd comic, but it's a great sci-fi comic with Judge Dredd in it. Yeah, exactly. Dredd. So, yeah, if you're like old school Judge Dredd. It's not like your traditional Dredd. Judge yeah, Dredd you may comic, not like this, but it's but great. It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so that was Judge Dredd number one. Next up, we have Lucifer number one. What? Uh, Another you don't one. know who Lucifer is, read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> he was the prettiest angel, the most beloved. You ever met Lucifer? Uh, Sorry. I was quoting, I don't even know what, Paul Fiction. <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't you tell us what this is about, Jared? Or will I? I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, all right, so there was a previous Lucifer series, which is kind of a spinoff of Sandman. It's definitely a spinoff um, of Sandman. Yeah. Uh, and so I never read that. So going into this cold, uh, I wasn't really too confused, I guess. I mean, I know who Lucifer is. He's the devil, basically. He's a fallen angel. Um. Yeah, and in this comic, um, God is either dead or missing. Uh, everybody thinks he's dead. Um, and, yeah, so Lucifer and... Uh, oh, who's the other character in this? Gabriel. Gabriel. Are, who was so, an angel who has lost all his powers. Yeah, basically. so all the angels think that you know um, Lucifer had something to do with God uh, dying or disappearing. And so they send Gabriel to kill him. Lucifer's also kind of mortal. Like, he's not... Yeah, he's got some problems. He's, he yeah. doesn't have his powers like he used to. Um, and he's kind of trapped on Earth. And uh, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, there's not much else to say about this. There's kind of a little bit of a cool twist at the end. Sort of setting up. Yeah, setting up future. The world. Yeah, future storyline. But yeah, the, the world's pretty interesting. And I like Lucifer is pretty fun as a character. Um, I, I don't know. Have, did you read the old stuff, Jared? Yes. Is it similar? Is it like the uh, characterization? It's Yeah, right? it's the same type of thing right. that uh, in the Sandman series, uh, Lucifer ends up coming to Earth and opening up a piano bar in L.A. Nice. So it's kind of building <laughs> on that. But yeah, so you guys should read Sandman uh, for sure. And I Lucifer is, is pretty good yeah. as well. Uh, this is written by Holly Black, who has she written comics before? Oh, yeah, I didn't say who, who wrote this today. Oh, yeah. Because I'm she sure she wrote she the Spiderwick Chronicles. Like yeah. she's written a lot it's of... Holly Black and Lee Garvey. Y.A. and... Yeah. Oh, uh, no, she's done comics, like, but I can't remember which ones. There's ones that I read, too, that I liked. But I, for right now, yeah. I, I probably should have looked it up beforehand. But. We should also note that there is a Lucifer TV show that is starting that is oh. based on the Vertigo Lucifer, but That's this cool. is not tied yeah. to okay. that. It also doesn't <laughs> so, look anything like it. But. No, because that actor is dark-haired, and this guy, this is a blonde yeah. Lucifer. 
uh, he's much more winged. He is. He's <laughs> got a big old scar across his face. Yeah, and I like the art by Lee. Uh, yeah, it looks is really it, good. Is it Garbet or Garbet? Garbet, probably. Two T's. Two T's. Two T's. Yeah, Garbet. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was Lucifer number one. Next up, we have Squadron Supreme number one by James Robinson, Leonard Kirk, and Paul Neary. Um, so, yeah, um, if you're not familiar with Squadron Supreme, they're kind of like Marvel's version of the Justice League. Um, As in, they made up new characters who are basically stand-ins for Batman and Superman, yeah. Wonder Woman. Uh, initially, they were like from another dimension, so they were, you know, because they couldn't actually use the Justice League, so they used these characters. Um, I have a question for mm-hmm. you, Nick. Does this comic follow up the Secret Wars Squadron Sinister? Uh, no. Okay. It's uh, it's weird because because it's confusing. Those characters it's confusing, were right? in Squadron Sinister. Uh, some of them. That's okay. why it's confusing. So this kind of follows up on a lot of things. Um, there's uh. So it's a Squadron Supreme made up of Squadron Supreme characters from different universes. Um, one of them is from the um, uh, Straczynski one from a few years ago, maybe like a decade ago at this point. Yeah, geez. One of them is the Doctor Spectrum from the recent Jonathan Hickman stuff and Hyperion from the recent doc- uh, Jonathan Hickman stuff. Um, and then Blur is from the new universe, which is an old Marvel thing. Um, and then Power Princess, which uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. I, I don't. I think this might be the original version of the Squadron Supreme's Power Princess. It looks like. Okay. But yeah, I have another question. Right. Does this comic book take place in the regular Marvel universe? Yes. Because because <laughs> something really crazy, crazy happens. Yeah, happens. right. <laughs> um, so the whole the whole premise of this comic is that the Squadron Supreme, um, since they're super powerful, decided that they should be the ones that uh, protect the Earth by any means necessary. Um, take out threats as fast as they can. So their first mission in this is they decide to destroy Atlantis and kill Namor uh, because you know Atlantis has constantly attacked um, Earth and I thought it was caused more problems. That Namor had something to do with yeah. This was a revenge. Oh, thing. it was both. Yeah. Uh, so they just you know like their decision was that like you know uh, Atlantis is always a threat to the uh, land, so they're just going to destroy Atlantis, but and not kill all the people. Um, but then at the same time, no, no, this is all to get Namor. No, yeah, that's not it. Their entire conversation is like we've been training for eight months to go get Namor because he destroyed our world, and they killed everybody no. in Atlantis. Hyperion flew Atlantis into the air no, and then he, threw no. it down. They let all the people he, off. He oh. even says it. There's yeah. even a part of dialogue where he's like, "He's like, I'm letting the people go. He's but like, I'm destroying your city." Yeah, I had no idea he's what like, was if, happening. He says, he, "He says, if I were you, I'd be grateful. I'm allowing your people to get out of your city while they still can." Okay, so well, that's something. Right. So basically, like, yeah, Atlantis and Namor are the threat that they decide to stop. But the yeah. reason they pick them first is because they already have a grudge against Namor because he killed one of their planets. Yeah. Um, like Dr. Spectrum's planet. So they definitely, anyway. they've definitely been flying around doing like other things, fighting bad guys. So this yeah. is the first like kind of like in between thing. Namor dude where they're just like, right. we're going to take him out. And then there's a random scene um, with Lady Thundra and uh, mentioning of Lord Archon and possibly Pip. I don't know who that is. There's a little um, possibly troll character. Maybe. Elf. Uh, I had no idea what was going on there. But I mean, the rest of the comic is pretty simple. It's just... Uh, it's just a little weird because they're super weird. I was so confused. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's like they're like the Justice League and they decide that they want to be proactive. And so they destroy Atlantis. This was a really weird first issue. It did not yeah. feel like a first issue. It, it felt like yeah, I was setup. missing a huge I felt like you had to have read story. the all new Marvel. Wars no, the all new Marvel point one. 
Oh yeah. Because that whole thing is about them looking in and all the heroes and being like, we need to do something about all oh, these I things. I did read that. that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a long time ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I liked it enough. Um. It's kind of silly and over the top, but I like the idea of a of a Justice League in the Marvel universe deciding that they, you know, want to change everything. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's fun. If that sounds fun to you, then definitely check out Squadron Supreme and read um, the Old Authority. I mean, the old authority, yeah. It's like that. It's like if the authority was in the Marvel Universe. Yep. So, so crazy stuff will happen. Yeah, that was Squadron Supreme number one. Uh, next up, we have Star Trek, Starfleet Academy number one by Mike Johnson, Ryan Perra, and Derek Charm. So this is basically a current Star Trek universe storyline where they're trying to build out some of the more diverse people who go to Starfleet Academy. So this isn't entirely focused on Kirk and Spock and all them, although we do get to see them uh, and who are uh, all running around. But it's kind of like the next group of, I almost said next generation, the next generation of cadets coming up behind mm-hmm. them who are, you know, kind of going to school at the same time as them, but are a the little, new generation a little bit the younger. first generation. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Um, they're three years behind them. Thank you. Uh, so they're all at the Academy at the same time, but they're kind of like starting up when... Uh, everyone else is kind of wrapping up and getting ready to go into are movies. Are they at the Academy at the same time? No, these are... No, the, these jumps back and forth. It jumps oh. back like 30 years or something. No, like three years. <laughs> it's three years. <laughs> 30 years. All right, the stuff with Uhura <laughs> takes place in... Oh, they do it. 2,258. And this one says 2,261 later. That's three years. That's three years. years. It literally says three years earlier at one point. Oh, wait, that's weird. <laughs> so confusing. All right. Three years. <laughs> Still uh, good. Oh, what, oh yeah. Oh, that's weird. All right. Anyway, keep going. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's a little odd, but so it works. The main thing is that uh, Uhura is investigating a weird signal uh, with the help of Chekhov, and uh, that there was an old uh, spaceship that went flying out when they were first exploring space that uh, got destroyed, and she's trying to investigate what happened to it. But uh, that's kind of the like framework for this because most of the story is with these younger cadets who interestingly are all minorities and or aliens and are formed together on a team even though most of them don't like each other or totally don't get along with each other and are kind of in a competition with other teams to see who can do the best so it's basically like if you assemble a really cool team of star trek characters to do something really cool in a contest and these characters are great uh i liked the framework with uhura and you know kirk shows up you know failing on dates and stuff but i was way more interested in all these new kids um right. kind of just like you know it's like seeing the young x-men put together for the first time it's like right. really good interactions and they've all got their kind of specialties and they're all from different places or different planets and yeah the main Vulcan cool. girl is great and uh dark Trump does a really good job of making her look definitely vulcan but not like lady spock yeah um everybody looks really really yeah the artist is great uh and fantastic and adorable and the aliens are great and it's just it's very very well done yeah this is definitely one of the best star trek comics i've ever read yeah same here i would definitely say check it out um that was star trek starfleet academy number one uh next up we have weird world number one by sam humphreys and michael mundo Greatest yeah. artist ever. Yes. So was Humphreys writing the Secret War? <laughs> no, it was uh, Jason Aaron. Okay. Yeah. But Mike um, Delmundo was, Mike still Delmundo was yeah. doing the art. Yeah. So, so Weird World is this bizarre place in the Marvel universe where like there are dragons and 
man all thing man, forests. Yeah, all throw all the weird fantasy horror stuff into a single universe. Bizarre basically. stuff. So this um, comic is about a girl, Becca Rodriguez, who is she is on an airplane bound for Mexico, and the entire airplane is sucked into weird world right. by you find out a witch, um, and she is just trying to stay alive pretty much um she is fantastic she's really great she's really plucky um there's some great stuff like she at one point tries to get onto her avengers app to report as a a disaster which is incredible (laughs) that's a good idea (laughs) and uh she ends up running into this big like lady goleta the wizard slayer yeah a huge lady barbarian who's awesome she's fantastic she drives this huge car and is just like hard drinking and all this stuff um she uh, and becca convinces her to go to let her go along and i love that she's like how many wizards have you killed and becca goes like 10 wizards and she doesn't look convinced and she's like all right all right i've slayed 10 hundred wizards and she's mm-hmm. like all right yeah that's what i want <laughs> in fact she goes wicked awesome yeah <laughs> it is great and she's got a sweet ride um she, she does and you see uh morgan lefay is in this um it's just it's great and i loved the i mean the reason why becca was on this right. plane is really beautiful it's and poignant yeah. um and it fills out her character in a very quick way right. um without spending a lot of time on backstory right yeah. uh it was just really deftly done and the all the designs for all the creatures and characters in this are awesome. He's so um, good at Mike it. Mike Del yeah. art is so good. Honestly, if I found out he was a wizard, I would not be surprised. <laughs> like it, this, the, his art looks like magic. Like yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, was, I'd loved him drawing. He was recently drawing Electra. Yeah, oh my god, incredible. That was so good. So good. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely read this. It's awesome. If even if you kind of don't know what this is going to be about, just check it out because it's great. Um, cool action fantasy stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was Weird World number one. That was my favorite thing that came out. This that was week. my favorite thing that came out this week to you. Yeah. Um, except maybe Flesh and Bone. I'm gonna say Flesh and Bone is my <laughs> favorite. It definitely did not come out this week though. So yeah. um, I don't. I, man. Yeah, Weird World was great. Yeah. I really like Star Starfleet Academy, Starfleet was, Academy was really a lot. Too, it was yeah. super fun. But Weird World is amazing. So yeah, definitely check both of those. Out. Those. I mean, check all of these things out. Um, I like most of them. Maybe some of them. Maybe not. <laughs> but uh, definitely check out Flesh and Bone. Uh, Listen to the podcast and use your best judgment, yeah, everybody. There you go. <laughs> but there's our inputs. Weird World is awesome. All right. Uh, that's it for episode 165. We'll be back sometime in the future for another episode. We'll be we taking a little while off. It's the holidays. We're taking holiday breaks, but we may be coming back with best of 2020. Maybe. We'll see. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. we might be reworking that, so we'll see what that looks we'll like see what in we're doing. January. Yeah. Cool. Bye. Bye.